hello everybody out there in the video land and welcome to another exciting edition of the Music Video Land Podcast brought to you by your super good friends at IMVDB, the internet music video database. Um, we are the people with too much time on our hands. My name is Adam. I type things into the database uh, as we've gone over before for no money. This is episode 110. And then with me as usual is Mr. Doug Klinger, also for no money and also too much time on his hands. Doug? Uh, hey. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good. good. Yeah, I got glad to have you back, Doug, for 110 episodes. Um, and then we have all the way up in northern Canada, above the wall, beyond the wall, I mean, is Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how how many pairs of J's do you own, and be honest? <laughs> uh, three. Okay, and you keep them clean, right? That's what you're supposed to do. They are always clean. Nice. Um, <laughs> so we have on the podcast today two, two for the price of one, special guests. Um, Mr. Zach Stoltz, who is a amazing director who we have had on the blog before, and we'll link to some of his article or the interviews um, on the blog in the show notes. Um, but he had a video that was co-directed with none other than, other than Daniels this week. Uh, Mr. Zach Stoltz, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. And also joining us on the podcast is someone who is also part of a music video this week, uh, actor and sometimes stunt coordinator, John Lake. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I'm just a nice guy. Thank you. <laughs> I am also going to ask how you're doing now. Oh, thank you. No, I'm doing all right. Well, you can't ever answer that re- realistically, right? Because if you get into the stuff, then we'll be here. It'll be a therapy yeah, session. Yeah, forever. Um, but entertaining <laughs> podcast. This is not going to be a music video podcast. It's going to be a podcast about feelings. That's right. Just <laughs> cool. It's actually what... They all are, anyway. We just talk about our feelings a lot. And just like put it in a shell of music videos, but really it's just about our souls. We wanted to uh, have Zach you on because this week you released a video that was co-directed by Daniels. And I don't yes. think any other videos in our database are, Mark, I don't know, Doug, help me out here, are co-directed by Daniels. And that is um, the Tongues, or Joy Wave Tongues video. Now this uh, one- I was curious right off the bat about that because Daniels uh, – this is a, such a bad joke. I can't believe I'm, I'm saying it. Uh, Daniels is two people and you're one. So did you technically direct 30% of this video or 50%? <laughs> uh, I, I would say that I directed about 30%, maybe 35%. I don't know, so, 33? That's a, that's about right. Yeah, I think that's a, that would be how it breaks down. So even, even parts between the three of yous. Yeah, so the, the way that it came about is – uh, they were working on a bunch of projects, and uh, Dan Kwan called me up and just said that uh, they, because we had worked together before on stuff and felt that we had similar sensibilities, uh, he wanted me to come on to help them out with it because they couldn't devote necessarily all their attention to it, and they knew that I would be able to bring something to the team. So they already um, had the they they had the concept ready. Yeah, so the concept was all theirs, um, and then, but it was it like a lot of their stuff. It it started out very loose, I think, um, and it was we have naked hippies, then hunters shoot them with clothes, and there was a bit about a love story, a monster, and a documentary crew that was going through. But beyond that, it, there weren't very many details in place. So what we did is I would meet up with them and we just grab lunch or something and we would really just talk through it and that's and I had been on set um, with them for Turn Down For What just to get a sense of how they directed because that was happening right before the Tongues video and 
it was it was interesting because my style is even though we have similar sensibilities a lot of the time our styles of directing are very different because I think it's it's very different when you're one person versus two people directing and I've never co-directed anything so it was it was interesting to to become part of a team and I think it was easier for them to have a third member of the team to sort of lighten the burden and and it did take it from like before they would be directing 50-50 and now they only had to worry about you know that 33% um, so it, it lightened the load enough and then added another member to the team but for me it was figuring out how to work as a part of a team so that was a little little hairy at times but I think it worked out for the best now there are like as you mentioned naked hippies in this video and who just look like they're having a good time before the, the close I wouldn't say close hunters because it's kind of the reverse of hunting I guess yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're kind of blurred out in a in a clever way, but it, that is not our original intention. The, the version that was released um, as the official video is the censored version, and we will be uploading the uncensored version pretty soon. I think I need to talk to them about it. But originally, we were supposed to have a simultaneous release. Um, I don't know if this should be talked about actually. Because oh, it should be. Yes. <laughs> Um, but originally we were going to have a simultaneous release and then I think they got a little bit nervous about there being naked people because it's Hollywood Records which is owned by Disney and so there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that happened uh, and so we didn't get a simultaneous release and they just uh, released the censored version but didn't have any indication that there was an uncensored version so there will be there, there's a possibility of like a an uncensored version coming out at some point. Oh yeah, very soon. It's it's going to be whatever we upload to our respective Vimeo accounts. Um, I don't think it'll get an official platform though, like a a YouTube thing with the uncensored version. And with something like that, where you because there's there's a lot of them. There's like it seems like there's like 15 naked hippies. I mean, it seems like it's a kind of like mm-hmm. an odd set to be on with 15 naked people in a forest. You would think. Uh, but by the end of the day, after the first day, the person who was most uncomfortable on set was the guy playing the uh, the Papa Hunter character. <laughs> uh, and we were worried because we auditions for that video were we were dreading them. Uh, it was just me and Dan Kwan for that. Uh, Daniel Shiner. Well, Daniel Shiner was there for, for some of it, but it was mostly just me and Dan Kwan. And the way that they like to run it, auditions is very very fun and they like to do group auditions so we would just bring in a bunch of people and be like hey audition in your underwear because we don't want you to get completely naked but it was this bizarre thing where it would just be me and Dan Kwan and someone filming a bunch of girls in their underwear (laughs) and then sometimes dudes in their underwear just like dancing and telling them we were like playing games with them but the thing is because we did have that structure of making it fun and starting out with these like camp icebreakers it it really set the tone and then all of a sudden everyone was a lot more comfortable and I was at one point one <laughs> we would leave the room when they were changing and then one time we came back and one girl was just completely naked and we were like oh okay that just happened <laughs> and at first it was a little bit weird but after a couple of minutes playing icebreakers it's like I'm standing next to a naked girl and that I've never met before and that's fine and nobody really cared so well the forest kind of makes it okay I think I mean that kind of mitigates some of it right yeah, and, and we we had a Jesse Fleece, our AD, had a conversation with everyone before the start of the day just saying, hey, 
gonna be lots of naked people. Be safe. Be respectful. Because it was. It's one thing to be in a in a room in your underwear with me and Dan Kwan, who are very unthreatening individuals. Um, <laughs> but it's it's completely different to be on a film set with all this crew. And then you know we had we had the that Papa Hunter actor who we auditioned some real creeps uh, <laughs> who, who we did not cast. But he. He, we were a little worried about him at first just because we didn't know him at all, but he ended up being a real sweet guy, and he was, like I said, the most uncomfortable <laughs> at the end of the day. Were, were some of those icebreaker games, uh, was one of them um, slow-mo sword fighting? Uh, yes, it was. Sweet. Now, I'm, I'm I, sure I know it, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of stuff that has been done at OMG in the past. Oh, okay, sweet. Okay, that makes sense. Except the difference is, uh, instead of children, it's uh, naked adults. Yeah, so that's a significant difference. Um, but those naked adults were once children, so that's true. That's true. That's super deep. Um, so one, so Zach, you worked on a lot of uh, visual effects as well. Did you work on visual effects for the tongues video for the Joyway Joy video? Yes, um, I would. I did a majority of the effects on that video. Um, I I tended to focus on some of the. The crazier things like the final shot with the giant monster and um, actually most of the clothing monster shots uh, except for the one where it like shoots all the tentacles out and grabs the gun. Dan Kwan did that and did an amazing job on it. Uh, and then the rest of it, I think Shiner was filming a documentary in Alabama for all of it, so Kwan and I did most of the post on that one. That The ending shot is amazing. It reminds me of like a Katamari Damacy video game. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. We um, uh, we actually we didn't reference that. We referenced Akira, but I can totally see Katamari as well. Would, uh, what's the what's the Akira reference? Uh, just the idea of this monster that just grows out of this one person and gets out of control and just starts destroying everything in in its path. Yeah, I thought of Akira as well. Definitely, that's cool. You guys have a deeper knowledge of. Uh, would it be Japanese? Yeah. Yes. Japanese film and video than I do. My my one re- my one cultural reference to Japan is Katamari Damacy. Um, and well, it's uh, a good reference. It's a good game. It's that very... is, yeah. Um, mine is Carrie Pomu Pomu, so mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John, you were at. So we talked a little bit about OMG cameras everywhere, and we we. We'll be talking about that a lot more in the next few podcasts because that will be coming up in is it Doug New York and LA this summer. Yeah, uh, both in July. New York is um, uh, well. We'll 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 let them announce the dates and then we will confirm them because that's what we do. Um, yeah, but look, <laughs> t- tune in next week. We'll have uh, Isaac Ravishankara on talking about um, OMG uh, 2014. So that'll be super fun for everyone to hear about. Zach, you were at the 2012 version and didn't. A meet Doug because Doug was a bashful boy, and um... <laughs> I was I was still relatively new to the whole group at that point as well, so I was probably pretty shy too. You guys could have like bonded over that, but we were too shy. There's, <laughs> there's uh, next next time, and Zach did Zach's, like people. St- I still like look at that that video that you edited in 2012 as like because Zach did if if um if no one is familiar uh the ready set you edited the ready set video from 2012 right which is the, has, the like Somerset Somerset same uh different boys but um just as just as just as youthful and handsome uh but yeah the so 
so those guys, you did that one a very effects heavy um, video, especially for OMG standards. Yeah, it was just all green screen, and they're like, "We filmed a bunch of stuff on green screen. Make it make sense." <laughs> and uh, and I think everyone just looked at me because they knew that I was I had the visual effects background. I at that point I don't know if I had directed a music video yet, so they're like, "Ah, oh, effects, Zach, go!" and it was it was kind of crazy. Is that how you kind of rolled into directing? Basically through through doing VFX first. Um, I was always trying to be a director, um, and I had directed little shorts and stuff before I did any music videos. Um, and the effects stuff just came out of having to learn how to do things for my own work. So I kind of just found a little niche there, and I had done a ton of motion graphics work out of college, and then like screen replacements on phones for Blackberry commercials and then um, various documentary type things. But then my first introduction to like music videos was actually working with the Daniels because uh, I met them at a Flux event here in L.A. And I was just like, hey, I'm a random guy. I like your stuff. Can I help you? And, uh, <laughs> and I gave them my card and never heard from them. And... Uh, <laughs> And then, because uh, cause that was at the point where they were, like, releasing tons of music videos and probably everyone wanted to be in that camp. And uh, and I uh, I made a, a short called Beard Punch, and that had, like, a little mini, like, for me, viral sort of thing. It got, like, 100,000 views or something. And then I sent that to them, and they're like, this is great. We're in, uh, we're in Portland shooting the Shins music video. We have a short we need to finish called Pockets. We need help. It's not going to get done. Will you help us? And I was like, yeah, okay. And so I, so I helped them out with pockets, and it got to the point where they weren't responding to any of my calls because they were busy. And I'm like, I guess I'll just finish their video. And like, so I just finished this thing and, and sent it to them. They're like, oh, oh, you did a really good job. And then they brought me on for uh, the Converse video that they did with um, Mark Foster and A-Track and Kimbra, that three-for-one thing. And then... Uh, uh, Tenacious D after that and we spent like a week locked in a room together doing Tenacious D and then at that point their producer sent uh, Beard Punch to an EP that he knew at More Media the guy got in contact with me and said hey we want to we wanna work with you and then ever since then I've just been you know signed with them as a director and then I got to direct a video and just kept on directing and then meeting more people who needed effects help yeah still doing lots of VFX stuff for other folks right That that's still a I'm trying to do less, but uh, but I'm still doing it. I'm I'm much more selective now about what I take, but but I still like to work with good people. It all started work. with business card. Yeah, I don't I don't think that ever. Uh, I think it got lost or immediately shredded or something. But could you? I mean, was it? What kind of business card was it? It's a really dumb business card that I made for myself. I was. I was trying to figure out what I should put on my business cards one night and it was like <laughs> three in the morning and I was really tired and it was one of those sites that was having a deal and I was I was looking at all these templates and I was like, ugh. And then there was one with a tuxedo on it and I was like <laughs> I was like, Great, yeah, this this'll work. And so so I just wrote this thing on this and I was like, This card has a tuxedo on it. It has nothing to do with me and then it just said I was a director and after effects artist and then it was just really weird looking back on it. I'm like, that's that's a really dumb card, but it's kind of genius too. If but, you have any more copies of that, please take a picture and send it to us because that sure. be, that'll be the picture of the podcast. There's one image that goes along with that episode. <laughs> so. and that's, 
It's a good one. Um, I think back we... of the card is even better, though. I used it as like a flirting tool. The back of the card said, "You have a great smile," and then below it said, "You're welcome." <laughs> and so I would just like give it to girls sometimes, and they'd think it was really cute. But that was also on the one you gave to Daniels. Oh yeah, so okay. I would just I'll give it to anybody. <laughs> I have never gotten a day out of it. <laughs> so Doug and I had a business card where we were. I think we had. We didn't have enough money to have a business card for each of us. And we went to South by Southwest <laughs> with a card with both of our information on it and a checkbox that said, like, you talked to Adam or <laughs> Doug. And it was the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever been part of in my life. I wish we had the tuxedo, is what I'm saying. It, it would have been better. We, yeah. we gave those business cards to no one. We got them for ourselves. Um, I, I we, talked, we talked a little bit about Zach's short film, work and and we'll link to some of that in the, in the show notes i really love the the beard punch one and what's the one also where the um the guy is like reacting to the different sizes of the and that is in frame in frame right different yeah. sizes of the frame and then uh and then john i learned after effects actually <laughs> and uh it's and it's awesome we'll also we'll also link that uh in the show notes and then and then john's got some uh shorts i guess rollerblading videos as well there's a, a series of what is there five uh five videos each each corresponding with a meal i'm i think five six yeah something like that i think there's <laughs> five and and john you were the only person i think that's ever been on our podcast that ha- we have like video of them shaving their own head on a motorcycle <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So I was so I was curious. Is that is is kind of like the the rollerblading, and did that lead to some of the, your work in in music videos? Um, kind of not really. I mean, I've I've always I've been working. I started as a like PA and then moved to a grip like freshman year of high school, and so I was just kind of working on stuff um, since like always. And music videos has always been like my favorite genre for work. So I've just been kind of making them since I was little. And um, kind of film, like filming skating kind of came hand in hand. So I kind of met up with like a lot of friends that were into filming skate videos and it kind of just blended together. And I got kind of sick of like classic skate videos. So I try to add weird things like shaving my head while on a motorcycle. <laughs> and I and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, I, I've seen a lot of skating videos, but I haven't seen like a ton of them. Is rollerblading as opposed to skateboarding? Is that more of an anomaly within like within those types of videos? Oh yeah, rollerblading's not that cool these days, but um, skateboarding's <laughs> really popular and all over the place. But I choose rollerblading because I think it's super fun. <laughs> I like the I I, re, I was really excited to see the rollerblading as somebody who is huh? who is a rollerblading fan. Oh um, yeah, and was like, like what point did you choose like I to, that this is going to be my like tool of choice. I mean, I still skateboard like and like snowboard and like surf and do kind of all of them, but I kind of just really grasped to rollerblading. I think probably around like around like fourth grade was when maybe fifth grade was when I really started just kind of focusing on that one just because that's what my other friends were doing. So we kind of just got really into that one thing. But I still like snowboarded just as much like when the snow was there and everything like that. So I don't know. <laughs> and, and so uh, for the waitlist video, did. Uh, David, uh, come to you with with kind of the story ready with a part for you ready that was going to feature rollerblading, or was that something that kind of came came while working on the project? So that was kind of crazy. So um, David came to me like uh, he mentioned the video, and then he kind of came last second and was like, "Hey, I'd love for you to be in the video." And so we shot um, most of the video like 
two days and then we did a pickup day where he's like hmm like I kind of wanted maybe something like maybe you're rollerblading or skateboarding or biking or something like that and I was like well like I'm definitely the best at rollerblading so he's like all right we'll grab a couple of pickup shots and um it was supposed to just be like a pickup day that we shot for like an hour or two kind of just kind of not with me the DP and David and um it turned into and like most of that footage, I was like, oh, I better I'll never even make it into the video. Ended up being like a huge factor, which was a big surprise and and pretty cool. So it's definitely not really a pre-planned in my mind. But maybe David had that plan the whole time. <laughs> he might have been hustling you? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> think he was. I think he would have mentioned it right away. Um, but I think... Well, that's the whole point of hustling is you don't mention it beforehand. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe he was hustling me. Yeah, that's Adam's Adam starting rumors on the on the <laughs> podcast about David Alcabelli. Uh And so, but prior to the kind of more heavy involvement of the rollerblading in the project, how did he approach you to be in it, and and what was the kind of conversation about the part um, before that stuff? Well, he actually told me about the video before he had me in mind for, or maybe he had me in mind, but he he didn't want to say. He's like, oh, I want you. He, he um. I think he wanted someone like he originally had the mindset for having it set for like age like 15 or 16. So I was like, well, I, I'm, I don't look like I'm like 14 or 15 years old. So he kind of pitched me the idea with that age and mindset. And I, I was I really loved the idea and I thought it was great. So we were kind of hanging out one night um, grabbing a drink and he just kind of played the song a few times, gave me the video. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the video. And then all of a sudden I get a call one night, like pretty much the last second being like, hey, um, we're changing the age and a little older and we'd love for you to be in it as the main guy. And I was fully on board. So I was definitely really excited to, so I kind of heard about the idea, not even thinking about myself for the role or anything like that. So it's definitely an interesting um, perspective into the video. And we should mention that that video just came out, we're recording this on June 5th, that video just came out yesterday. Yes, um, and that video oh. is uh, "Weightless" by Watch Washed Out, which uh, just came yes. out yesterday, directed by David Altabelli. Yes. Um, so, I also wanted to mention a video that you guys recently worked on together, which is "Turn Down for What" by DJ Snake featuring Lil John, which is a you know we we could call this a uh, a popular video. This is one of those ones where like my mom emails me the video and says, "Have you seen this?" Um, and uh, and John, you worked. You were the stunt coordinator on this video. Yes. Um, and then Zach, you worked in the in VFX with Daniels on this. Yes. Um, so I was we wondering. Also both in it. Oh, you guys are in it. Yeah. yeah. My my head is in John's lap yeah. at the end. <laughs> in the we're, corner. We were dancing. I smash a bass over some um, one of my buddy's heads in the scene. Or I smashed two actually. Nice. <laughs> Bo- both of them made it. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm, I'm. It was a crazy day. It was the most fun day I've ever had on set to date. Was the first day of shooting that music video. Well, I was wondering about that because you know I think it's it's kind of rare to or it really it must be an interesting experience to be on a video that like because when this video came out it kind of spread like wildfire and was you know such a popular topic online and you know, when you guys were making this video on set, was there a feeling like, yeah, this is going to be huge? Because, you know, I, I, DJ Snake, obviously Lil John is, is famous. The song has done really well. I think it's like number four on the Billboard 100 or something like that, or maybe five or six up there in the top 10. Um, but were you guys, was there a sense like, like this is going to be a, a, a massive music video? 
Yes. Definitely. <laughs> it was, I mean, when you're watching the monitor and everyone has tears in their eyes because they're laughing <laughs> so hard, it's, it's kind of inevitable. And it, at one point, it was like I saw the first cut and, and we were just like, we, how, how can we make this like get back to that place we were at on set? Because like no matter what you think when you see the video, like nothing can compare to the feeling when you were on set and seeing it all come together. Because I think it was just this thing where everyone was working together and then all of a sudden you just see these boobs smashing into things on a counter. It's like <laughs> it, it worked, you know, like and but yeah, but we, I think we definitely got the sense. I remember talking to Jason Casvardi, the production designer, and just being like, this, movie, this video is going to win a bunch of awards. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this was up for, like, you know, the Grammys has a second, which I think is one of the most, like, high profile, I guess, in terms of popularity um, awards. I would, I would definitely put it in the category for maybe a, maybe a, a Grammy nod. That would be pretty sweet, um, and definitely, I think it'll in the in the music video awards season. We'll see a lot of a lot of appearances appearances of this video for sure. Do you guys um, feel like the uh, Do you feel like the video has a lot to do with the the track's popularity? Is this is this an example of that? It's hard to say whether or not it would have been as popular without the popularity of the track. I feel like it allowed it to reach an audience that wouldn't normally see it. That's part of what makes it so such a great video, though, is that like it. They're like, I can't believe this. They're that they're somebody who, who has fans allowed people to make this video for them. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. Part, part I think part of the appeal is that so many people like were there was like a built-in audience who were like essentially like forced to watch Dan Quan's penis dance uh, yes. without kind of signing up for that originally, and that's like probably what what made it so amazing uh for well, some people yeah i wanted to ask you know in terms of uh, we had uh, ari robbins on the podcast last week who's a steady cam operator and then that's another job where people are aware of it but they may not know like what the particulars of the job are for a music video like this john like what is what are you basically in charge of making sure is it making sure people stay stay safe as well as that the stunts are executed properly yeah, my main concern always is the safety of, like, everyone on set, especially when, like, the main character, like, Dan is a friend of mine, also the director. Like, he, like, I needed to make sure that he was just comfortable and safe because he had so many things going on. So that's my number one concern. And then just, like, the execution of the um, stunts afterwards. But it was pretty easy because the Daniels have experience with stunt, like, a bunch of experience with stunt work, so they kind of knew generally how they wanted to execute um, specific gags and I kind of was there just to make sure that they had more padding and um, just kind of washed all the corners and things like that so they made my job very easy and very fun <laughs> so for a shot like you know when I think there's a uh, a shot where everybody's kind of coming through the roof that's basically people are coming through the roof right yeah, that was definitely the most um, intense stunt of the day was we had like a fake roof built um, with like kind of just like fake like ceiling and everything. And um, Dan Kwan had to get up and it was like last second too because on music video sets, you never really have tons of time. So it was like, all right, move on to the next shot. Quick, climb up there. And um, it's just one of those scenarios of where you have to make sure that like it's not like the most ideal way to do it, but like you're there. 
um, you feel comfortable with the person doing it and you just got to make sure that you make it as safe as possible. And if it gets to that threshold of, you know, it's, we're just gambling too much with this. Like I have no problem saying like, guys, I'm, we can't do this. Like we got to figure out another way. And the Daniels are super talented where they can, I hate to say it, but usually figure out another way, which involves post. But uh, luckily for this, I felt very confident with uh, Dan Kwan kind of coming through the roof. And so he just got up there got a bunch of hands around him and uh, he did the smash through, got a bunch of dust in his eyes and the shot worked out great. And then for everyone else, we ended up just kind of having him climb up the ladder without the fake roof and kind of um, jumping off into the green screen. I believe Zach Stoltz actually made it look like it was magical. Real. <laughs> made it look real. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, when you say it, you know, if it needs to be passed on to visual effects, it goes to, to Zach, right? I mean, was there anything that was especially challenging about this video that you know you weren't you weren't expecting on the VFX side. Um, I've learned not to really expect a <laughs> lot of easy things when I work with the Daniels. Uh, but nothing nothing was too insane. I think the hardest thing was probably that final shot where they break through into the party, just because that involved like having to match this this roof tile that wasn't exactly at the right perspective just because we couldn't really get that in the space um, and then like sort of extend the ceiling and then have it blend in there and match the lighting as well as we could so that was that was probably the hardest thing but even that wasn't I, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 challenges of visual effects in my lifetime I think there's a like a side-by-side -side of that somewhere in an article I think I saw of the or, or some sort of explanation Doug you remember that of, of that specific VFX shot? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm making it in my head. There we go. I will put the link to nowhere in the show notes. <laughs> I could have, I could have faked it, and but then you wouldn't have found it. Yeah. Thanks so. for backing me up, Doug. I really I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I even know what you said. <laughs> I didn't put anything together showing a side by side, and I did the shot, so maybe it is in your mind. Did we? Have, but maybe not. Maybe they just did it. I don't think we had behind the scenes on it though either. Did that's we? a that's a shame okay. because I would oh I think there was a few pictures of the the like the penis operation. Yeah, wait, there is a I think there I think there is a behind the scenes that I can that I can get behind because um, I've definitely seen footage of of Shiner uh, working the the penis. That's weird. I feel like yeah. that might be just iPhone. Yeah, I think someone just I think maybe John Wong, the producer, shot that on his iPhone, or Brian, the commissioner. Could yeah. be. I remember people shooting that on their phones, but maybe maybe there was, and we were just. Ignoring the behind the scenes person because we hate them. Yeah, there's it was a Not hectic really. day. So <laughs> I, actually, I I want, do you do you guys really hate the behind the scenes people? Because I've, I've no, I love behind the scenes people. No, I I <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, I think it's fun. Sometimes they get in the way, but most I mean. The way that I see it, most of the time I'm getting in the way, so <laughs> it's it's not a problem. It's just one more person in the way. Because I have to, I, can, I have to confess, I have a phobia of of sets because I always feel like I'm in the way. This goes way back to some bad experiences. We were actually at this. The, the what was the embark? What was the name of this studio that you guys did this in? I forget. Escarpment. Uh, Escarpment. Yeah, we were there for an Isaac Rents video. You remember the name of the video? Um, maybe two years or so ago. Yeah, it was Ryan McNeil, but same production. Ryan, Ryan McNeil, right? There's a lot same of Ryan's. more media. Uh, now you see that. I'll have to cut that out. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I we were just kind of like there, kind of observing, and Doug was getting some like behind the scenes shots. That I always felt like every anywhere I stood, like I was like directly <laughs> in the way of 15 people. <laughs> I did, and, and the uh, the looks, because because. Uh, 
I mean, we obviously try to get behind the scenes whenever we're in Los Angeles or places where they shoot music videos. And um, uh, yeah, I, 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 as a, someone who has shot behind the scenes before, I feel like everyone's always looking at me thinking that I should be helping them do stuff and uh, makes me feel really uncomfortable. So it's good to know <laughs> that you guys don't hate, don't actually hate behind the scenes people because we've, no. we've been those. We've been those. The one time that behind the scenes got a little intense was actually on the Joyway video. And I didn't really <laughs> notice it at first. Because I was a little, I was in my own directing world, but someone pointed out, they're like, I think Jesse, the AD, was like, is the behind the scenes guy bugging you guys? And we're like, wait, uh, not really, why? And he's like, well, he's just like, anytime you talk, just puts a camera in your face. <laughs> and, I, and we were so self-conscious of it afterwards, it's like every single time we'd open our mouth to just be like, hey, can you move that like a foot? They'd just be like right there in our faces. And it got That's to the point where we kind of we kind of had to ignore him in the van when we were like getting shuttled up to the it was like broken into two locations on the same ranch and it's like he was like, Hey, can I talk? And we're like, uh, another time. We're busy. And but, and, and that's and so you guys are talking mainly about behind the scenes video, right? Because it was um yes. was Joyce Kim on that site with you? That's uh, what uh, I was wondering. Yeah. I was trying to think if Joyce was there or not. It was it was a little bit ago. Um, she could have been. I mean, for she's, turned on for a while. Yeah, she's that a is. great behind-the-scenes photographer, and I think just like a really good behind-the-scenes photographer or a videographer, you wouldn't notice they were there if you were yeah. doing your job. Yeah. They kind of just hang in the back. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if we had someone or not, but if we did, that means they probably did a really yeah. good job. Joyce shot amazing stills on Joywave, and I didn't even know she was there. Like, yeah. and she's my friend, so <laughs> she's not in the way. She and, shoots amazing stills on on everything, basically. Yeah. Joyce is. Great. We do not have a credit for her for turn down for what, which means oh, she wasn't there. Oh yeah, no, that's true. That's true because Pretty Bird, they they just Judy Judy specifically just fills the website with credits whenever they put a music video up, which is Judy. awesome. Judy yeah, would cool. do that. Judy is so great. Judy, uh, if you're uh, listening, you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what real quick because we should we should talk about some of the music videos of the week, but I did want. To quickly talk about um, the unofficial video for Tove Lo Habits, uh, really quick because this this is an insane video um, <laughs> that John made uh, for uh, twenty seven dollars, I think, and it's an yeah. unofficial insane video. And I just why don't you just talk a little bit about it? Well, um, I've been making music videos forever, and I never have budgets for mine, so. I just think of music videos all the time and then whenever one's low enough for a budget, I just make it and I never like it's copyright like terrible like that. Like I never ask permission for anything and I don't care if I show anything in it. I'm like worst comes to worst they just ask me to take it down. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen with this video because it's one of my favorites. I pretty much heard the song on the radio and um by the end of the song I already had the whole idea storyboarded in my head. <laughs> and that sounds like it's like oh like really talented but I just was like no I'm just going to copy every single line from this song because it's kind of ridiculous. And so I copied that called uh got my roommate I was like Mark you need to be in this video with me. And um I actually had uh my roommate Jess Dunlap who's an amazing talented DP mention he's like oh I would have loved to shoot this but I really felt like the video needed to be shot extremely busted like I like I wanted it to look like an extremely like busted like first music video project because I feel like with the internet sometimes like to get people to kind of jump on board they need to like connect with the video and so especially with like a comedy video like this I was like oh, I just want like the audience to just look at it as what it was just two friends just going out and quickly shooting a music video 
in a few hours with just like a funny idea and it was just like fun and quick and simple and um, I was really happy with how it turned out. It came out exactly how I wanted. We're pushing about 600 views last time I checked on YouTube. 644. So 644. <laughs> so it's getting there. You're doing it. Uh, it's getting there. Hopefully we'll, we're going to try to send a wave of views because uh, we'll put this in the show notes uh, as well. So if, so anyone who's listening wants to see a super funny video, definitely watch this because, yeah, it's very very hilarious. Uh, and and, well, and one, worth There's one shot that I got to comment on where it, there's a shot of us in front of this weed store, and I knew we were going to get kicked out right away. And so I was like, and there's a lot of choreography I've been seeing in music videos recently, especially by David Wilson. And um, so I saw, like, I was like, me and Mark, I was like, we need, like, some, just one little piece of choreography in this verse. And so I was like, we'll just start bouncing our legs to the beat when, when it goes. So we're in the car outside the weed store, parked in the parking lot. And I'm like, all right, you guys ready? And so I had my camera guy. I'm like, just find a middle frame. Tell us where we're out out of it. And we're, I'm going to give us 30 seconds. Is that enough? I'm like, no, I'm going to give us 25. And so I give us 25 seconds. I hit the song, play on the car. We open up the car doors, blare it, and just run out. And he just starts rolling. And like by the time we're like all set up and framed, it's like ready. We had about two seconds to take a breath. And then we just walked in, perform it. And if you see the last frame of the music video, is someone opening up the door and kicking us out. <laughs> nice. That, I was gonna say like that's pretty much what the gist of the video was. It's just like a bunch of one takes where it's just like yeah we got it. Let's move on. Just qu- uh, quick, short, fun, simple. <laughs> it's fun to do it gorilla style sometimes. Yeah. So that was that was one shot in the video you could look at for just like it's, it seems like show. a ballsy move <laughs> trying to uh, shoot in front of a weed store uh, yeah. because um, they seem like uh, a place that doesn't like riff raffy and stuff going on outside of, this, outside <laughs> yeah. of their doors. In the, in the first video that I did, it actually got shelved, but we shot in a Home Depot with an Epic. <laughs> you just went in, you just rolled in there. Yeah, we, what we did is we like strapped it. We had it on a hi-hat and strapped it to one of those like lumber carts because the video was about people who get really sad because they see the saddest video that was ever made and then they start crying and they get really inspired to build sheds and they start building sheds. Um, I'll, I'll send you guys a link. It's, it's, it's a gem, but it got the band didn't want anything funny after saying they wanted something funny. Um, so, but yeah, we just like strapped an Epic to this wood like lumber cart and just rolled in through the front door <laughs> And uh, just had people pushing the cart, and we had everyone there do it. And at one point, my DP, Andrew Whitaker, was like, we need it to be heavier on the end. So he, like, stood on the end of the cart and, like, bent over. So people walking by just saw this dude, like, bent over this, like, six-foot-four guy, bent over a wood cart, getting rolled through the store, rolling an Epic. And uh, So for people who are not familiar, how, how, like, how big is an Epic? This isn't like a, a, it's a like, compact I mean, camera. Our, our rig was, uh, I don't know, like the size of uh, two toasters. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't It was small. It was definitely... It's two toasters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two toaster to, camera. To his credit, that's a really difficult question to, like, to describe. Like, how, describe the size of this thing. Uh, two toasters. It is pretty good. It's it's certainly it's certainly not a GoPro. It's not a GoPro by any means. No, it's like it's it's like thirty GoPros. It's like a thirty GoPro two toaster deal. That's good. 
I think all the best explanation I could buy in the future. <laughs> it's weird because I pictured thirty GoPros and two toasters as being completely different sizes, but both <laughs> I picture as being the same size as an Epic. So that's really weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with um, like with the lenses and stuff, like just the Epic is like a toaster. Right, and the other stuff is where the other toaster comes into play. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. It's it's good. Um, <laughs> um, so so let's talk about some of the videos uh, from the week. Uh, yes. That's a, that's okay. a good segue. Toasters. That was they an excellent shot, segue, Dad. They probably they probably shot uh, Ariana Grande problem on a couple of toasters. Uh, <laughs> I'd say I that's a, at least a four toaster deal. <laughs> There's a bunch of toasters. We need like a toaster like icons on the on the site for how many toasters we give it. Um <laughs> rating scale it's toasters it makes absolutely no sense unless people listen to this episode. So that's cool. So we yeah, let's talk that. about um Ariana Grande Ariana Grande, excuse me, problem featuring Iggy Azalea and Big Sean because this was right now Iggy Azalea is having a good time because Fancy featuring Charlie XCX is number one on the Billboard Hot One Hundred and then Problem is number two, I think. I think that's still the case right now. It, it, it was the case at a point, if it isn't currently. Right. Um, so I actually didn't... When I, I was surprised to see this video come out. Um, it because it came out, came out last week. It maybe. came out last week, but because I th- already... I just kind of assumed this had a video, and I didn't see it, because maybe it wasn't very good. I didn't know that... The, because it's rare now. I mean, we see so many videos... Um, that the video comes out, uh, like Talk Dirt, you know, the Jason Derulo Talk Dirty video directed by Colin Tilly, that video came out five months or so before that song even charted. So we see a lot of videos that come out that are kind of sleepers and then the the, the track builds. But this was a case where the track just went crazy um, and then we got the video afterwards. So it was a huge release on a Friday um, directed by the Young Astronauts. And the the kind of concept of this video is, I would describe it as if anybody's seen the Flight of the Concords uh, girlfriend video, girlfriend's video, which features the songs "Food of Fafa" and "A Kiss Is Not a Contract." Um, that kind of references and parodies like the Sergey Gainsbourg, you know, ballad the Melody Nelson videos from the '60s. It's kind of that that aesthetic. It's definitely going for like a '60s French aesthetic, both in the the set and the styling, not just of Ariana Grande, but definitely Iggy Azalea. Yeah, um, I can guarantee, like, this video's got, like, 13 million views right now. Everybody who's watched this was like, oh, Flight of the Concords. Right? Well, <laughs> maybe, I mean, did you guys get, like, a kind of, like, a French New Wave kind of feel feel to it? I also thought that it was a very 60s sort of feeling thing. I was trying to place the decade because I don't really watch old things. And I was like, wait, 60s. I nailed it. <laughs> you yeah, def- awesome. yeah, you definitely nailed it, yeah. Um, I have this talent. This can be edited out if you want to because it has nothing to do with music videos. Um, But I have this weird talent of placing the year a movie was made within like two years, usually one, and I'm usually right on. It's crazy. How about about James Cameron's The Abyss? The Abyss? Mm, 84? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 88. Ah, well, there you go. Broke me. Edited it all out. Let's do it again. says 88. Yeah, let's go. And so how, how about, how about uh, The Abyss? In, in his defense, he needs to see the actual song, and then that he can true. nail it. That is right? true. It's usually Just when I'm naming watching. the movie won't work. Right, it's, fuck it's Adam. True. <laughs> Adam. Adam was so ready with that, too. It's like, oh, yeah? What about The Abyss? And it's like, screw it up. I haven't seen The Abyss since I was like nine. <laughs> it's not fair. 
I, for a movie that I haven't seen in so long, Within Four Years is pretty good. That's good. Yeah, no, that was unfair. I, I realized that was unfair. Let's talk so. about music videos. <laughs> Adam, what were you going to say about the uh, problem? Oh, no, I was just going to kind of back you up on the on the 60s groove, but we've definitely uh, hammered that point home. It's cool. definitely uh, Austin Powers-y looking. Well, oh, that's a good yeah, reference. Yeah, I was going to say that. I did. It definitely has like it, so it has a film grain on it too, which is interesting. You don't see that a lot. It def, it's definitely like it's not like the iMovie film grain filter or whatever. It's yeah. definitely something because I know I, they obviously didn't shoot it on something and then age it, um, but it definitely is going for that look. I have one issue with this video. Um, I think it's a fantastic video. I was really excited to see this when it came out because I love Iggy Azalea, um, and I love Big Sean as well, and. Even though even though he only sees mouth in this video, I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, it's very sexualized. Big Sean is in this video. Super, Super funny. sexualized. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that that like that added this contemporary thing to it because it did. I, I thought that it felt like that '60s thing, but then it had a very contemporary sort of feel. Otherwise, outside of the aesthetic, and I think that the Big Sean thing it was it was interesting that it was always that close up, and I think it was well done. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody could. I think we need to explain this a little bit because Doug mentioned this when the video came out and I kind of glossed over, but I don't get the sexualization at all of Big Sean. Oh, really? I mean, it's right on his lips and traps. I mean, it's all shoulders and, and teeth. It's, it's, uh, that's sexy stuff. I mean, he's whispering? Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely, true, yeah. it's like kind of, that's how you objectify a dude. But then on, uh, and then yeah. on the reverse, Iggy Azalea is wearing, like, showing almost no skin. She's wearing like basically a full body leotard. Turtle, um, tur- she's, turtle she's, necked out. Yeah, she's turtle necked out, like as the French like <laughs> to do. She she almost went for the bray, I think, but backed it off a little bit. Um, I think this video is, is cut way too fast. That's my uh, my only problem. There's so many great shots I would like to have seen um, played Agreed. out. Um, did you guys, did you guys get that sense? Not to dump on any, anybody, but I just feel like I, it was a little manic. I feel like it was like um, certainly cut too fast for the reason too of like it's clear they just kind of it seemed like they just kind of ran out of stuff at the end too and they're like oh we better make this entertaining because like once you hit the two more, like minute like mark you've seen everything mm-hmm. and so True. it's just like all right like now you've seen everything and let's cut between it really quick. I've seen faster. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, it, it didn't bug me. The speed didn't bug me too much. I thought that the. Uh, their performances were good yeah. enough to to help drive it. I think that if it had been some other artists who weren't quite as charismatic, it would have been a little more um, grueling. But I think that it was. I think that it it worked well. Yeah, this is the first time I've I've kind of gotten Ariana Grande as a as an entertainer. Um, just because I, I, I nothing against the other videos, but this does such an amazing job of kind of showcasing her. Um, and she's an expert. She's like a Cher Lloyd level camera mugger. Um, she's, she's good. She's good at camera mugger. If um, so, you don't like how she like makes out with Mac Miller in that one video in the Baby Eye video. Oh, that's yeah. That was a little too precious for me. I was, Wait, yeah. not Baby Eye. It's a different the, one. The way. No, no, no. It was... The way. The way. That is. That's the one where she's all Mariah Carey in her voice. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Featuring Mac Miller. Yeah. We'll Straight making well. out with Matt Mil- Mac Miller at the end, which is weird. There's a guy in the. In this video, in the problem video, that does a twisty arm dance. <laughs> oh yeah! And <laughs> there is another music video, coincidentally, and I'm not sure if it's the same guy. I don't know if anybody noticed this uh, as well, but in the Kimber '90s music video, there's also a twisty arm guy. I think I noticed that. Yeah, I like the twisty arm guy in the first video. <laughs> does anyone does anyone know what the name of that dance move is? This this sounds like something Adam Alexander would be an expert on. 
I, I, I love the dance move, but I have no, I have no. Uh, fucking Adam. Just make something up, Adam. Yes, yeah, seriously. Twistorama. Twistorama. <laughs> it's called a Twistorama. It's made famous. I mean, Adam, you should tweet that guy. You, you, tw- you tweeted about the twisty arm move, and then he retweeted. It. I think, I think that's him. In his screenshot, he's ho- he's twisting his arms. So maybe, uh, maybe tweet at that guy. Yeah, we should definitely get him on. Maybe uh, do a little, do a little get talk. Him on, to just him. get him on just to find out the name of that dance, and then <laughs> out I, of here. But I wonder if it was a, an instance of like we need a twisty arm guy, or if it was like we're going through like the prop, or maybe whatever the prop house is for crazy dancers, and they're like that guy. We gotta have that guy. No, um, it's a, it's a, it's part of the '60s thing, right? That was big in the '60s. I don't think so. No, it definitely wasn't. Okay. Well, let's move decades to the 90s and talk about 90s music. Yeah, let's do it. People probably know Kimber from somebody that I used to know by Gautier. She's the the woman who does the, uh, who's, you see her back and she does a little twisty shoulder movement and has the female part in that. She had an album, I think, two years ago that did uh, well and had a few videos from that. And now she's back um, with this. And she also did a a music video that Zach worked on. True. That we talked about earlier. Warrior. Warrior, right, with uh, Mark Foster and um, and uh, an A track. I think we're all ch- children of the '90s in one way. Are you guys both '90s? You guys have yeah. experienced the '90s. Yes. Yes. The um, '90s were experienced. So, and we are all we're all millennials. And what did you guys think of the depiction of the '90s in in '90s music? Um. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It just, it didn't feel 90s to me, really. It felt kind of like it started out with this sort of over-the-top. It felt like, to me, I'll just say, I didn't particularly enjoy the video. I didn't enjoy the song that much. Um, it uh, it felt like a combination of something that Eric Wareheim was directing but didn't direct, and then <laughs> a uh, just a more contemporary, like, mid to late 2000s, straight up performance video mm-hmm. so the motion graphics were kind of cool but mm-hmm. it's I just didn't it didn't feel 90s to me it didn't feel particularly new yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel 90s um, at all it's it's also got a little bit of um, syndrome vibe to it you guys know, are you guys familiar with syndrome studios they did a couple like did like the rap god Eminem video and um, that mm. that Crayshon uh, go hard video, and I feel like this this video feels a lot like that Crayshon video at times too. Although Syndrome is uh, does a lot of practical um, weird stuff, and this is a, um, all green screen it appears to be, but yeah, it had that vibe to it as well. Um, well yeah, go no on, uh, I'm going to go on record as a as a huge fan of this video just to give it a little bit of uh, defense. I, I really liked it. It looked a lot cleaner and. Uh, and fresher than something from the 90s, but I still got a bit of a Missy Elliott kind of a vibe to it if it looked older. I thought it was a really good video. I loved all the style changes and stuff. I loved it. Well, I think they're, they're, I guess it's what, I mean, we're in 2014, and we've been in the era of kind of 90s nostalgia for a while. So I guess a lot of people in having their heads kind of a notion of what like the 90s looked like. I don't, I, I, I guess I don't know if how accurate this is um, going back, but I, I definitely got like a little bit of like an early two thousands vibe, maybe more than a nineties vibe. Yeah. There's not a lot of references in this. It's mostly going off of style, which is harder. I think if it was like Tamagotchis and you know Furby, <laughs> Furbies and stuff, and there was like obviously yeah. they couldn't do that because I guess there would have been a lot of uh, copyright issues. 
Um, so I think it's a little more difficult to go go off of it from like purely from a like a style <laughs> perspective. <laughs> and was it and isn't um, I mean Missy Elliott? She was certainly around um, in the late '90s, but isn't she? I, I associate Missy Elliott a little bit Missy Elliott a little bit more with like early 2000s stuff. I think I feel like that's when she was really um, in the front of everybody's mind. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, maybe that's what they got wrong. They were just like looking at Missy Elliott and they're like, let's just do what she does. And they're like, oh, wrong era. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they not- might have missed their mark a bit. Okay. Kimber's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's definitely not. Us. Yeah. What was that, Adam? I was just saying it's definitely not something you would have seen like in, in the early 90s. And and like I said it's it's much too clean to look like anything that old, right? I, I still staff I I still kind of enjoyed I didn't think it was the 90s thing. I guess that I did not take that into account when staff picking it. Um I I don't know. I still thought it was kind of cool to look at. I thought it was, I loved it. I watch a lot of, uh, and I, I was talk, I was doing a lot of talking with Adam, and he was super enthusiastic about it. So uh, I drew from that, that, enthusi- that enthusi- enthusiasm, and uh, staff picked it Whoa, anyway. Doug, so whoa, you guys- you're out of control <laughs> here. Freaking out. An angry robot. Yeah, I think you just went full robot on us, Doug. What happened? My voice. My no, voice- you're back. You're back. Oh, shit. Um, it was cool, though. I like. No, that's it. what I was really saying. Whatever you guys heard. <laughs> it was like dramatic saying. effect. It was cool. Um, don't don't edit that out. And I just no. and I should say that this is an interesting. I'm really excited to see the rest of Kimmer's music videos from this album because she is an incredibly versatile artist. In terms of if you listen to her first album, I can't remember what the name of Vows. it was. Vows. That's right. Vows. Yeah, and it's this. It's a really interesting kind of versatile record. She's super talented, and she has. She kind of got this in with the. Goche video, which which you know was unbelievably popular in you know the 2011 2012 days, and I think she's 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 got a little bit of artistic license from that boost. So I'm um, interested mm-hmm. to see what she does with the rest of the videos from this album. She's, she's going weird with this one too, clearly. So I'm excited too. I think she's gonna really like pull out all the stops and go super weird, and I like that. I enjoy it too. And for so, so somebody else who is going well has kind of always gone weird. Um, but is just continuing to go weird and controversial is Mr. Jack White, um, who released a music video for Lazaretto this week off his upcoming album, um, which, according to this little Amazon thing, is called Three Women, I believe. Um, so Jack White, this is directed by uh, Jonas and Francois. At least you have to watch it. it. It's basically a black and white video with Jack White doing a performance, but there's all these sort of kinetic breaking glass effects shots. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm curious because because uh, uh, um, glass effects seem to be incredibly complicated, and so I'm curious, Zach, from from your perspective, are you are you impressed? Uh, yeah, I think I mean I think it's an awesome video. Uh, first of all, I um, the the effects though actually weren't that hard I don't think because uh, a lot of it was just comping on plates of glass breaking and then yeah. uh, because it was on black and he was on black for all of that stuff it could just be a screen transfer mode so it would be something where all the black gets taken away so it's a really nice sort of key type thing that's going on and then um, on a lot of that stuff where it's really intensely breaking stuff there isn't a whole lot of distortion behind it so it's it's pretty standard but there are frames where it's just more of a still or something like 
breaks and then you see like a little bit of offset like you would see through um, a broken mirror or broken glass. Um, and those were more still images, I noticed. So that's something where there was some roto involved and then just shifting the, the actual clip a little bit. But I mean, the effects were super well done. And uh, I, I was actually talking with the brewers about this video before it came out when we were working on um, Best Friend. And uh, they, they were saying that this the company division, I don't know if you'll want to keep this in the podcast or not, but the company division, they actually put money into the uh, videos that they do and they will actually do these tests and have, they've basically made the video already before they even pitch it. And so a director will have an idea and say, I want to try this. And they're like, rent all the equipment and film all this stuff. And so the treatment for that video was apparently what the video looked like at the end. They just Photoshopped Jack White into it. And so they like had already tested everything out. And it, it kind of shows because it all came together really well. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's insane. A, that's, yeah. um, that's more work than putting a PDF together. Yes. Um. And uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that seems in- incredibly rare. I, I've never heard of that um, happening yeah, ever. Yeah, because it's like this- the the Fleur and Manu video of the Gesaffelstein pursuit, mm-hmm. that was that was the same company and they did the same thing where they had like done these tests and they put all this like I remember people being like, How did they find the money? Where did the money come from to do this? And I guess Division just pays money. Like they put money into these <laughs> videos. Gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Cause man, Jonas and Francois, they really like just every time they do a music video, it's like, oh my god, what? How did? How did? How is any of this happening? And and uh, I guess yeah, I, I guess I looked at this Jack White video and um, just assumed when I see Breaking Glass that they didn't do it for real. I don't know why. That was stupid of me, but yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense that they just um, broke glass um, and then filmed it. Uh, so yeah, that's insane that they get that that people that people give them money or that there is money available before they even get a budget. How do they ever not get a video? Right. You know, Jack White is such a weird guy. You know, you I, I don't know if anybody's seen the documentary. Um, it might get loud, which is about three guitarists: Jimmy Page, uh, The Edge from U2, and um, Jack White. And Jack White is by far like the most messed up guy in the room everywhere. Um, but his music videos seem so kind of normal. I'm not. I'm not sure. Not normal in the way like they're boring, but they just are are not as out there as you might expect. I don't know if that's just the you know working with really good directors who are able to kind of control him, or he just doesn't care. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see that his music video output. I can't imagine it being that he doesn't care, considering the level of music videos that he's put out both uh, as a solo artist and part of the White Stripes. Uh, I don't think it's that. Yeah, I was going to say there was a couple of music videos that premiered on Funny or Die this week that we don't have in the database yet, but we will as soon as they end up on on YouTube or Vimeo. Um, But I'd love to talk about uh, at least one of those. I I liked both of these videos, but I think um, uh, I like the Kevin Drew, You In Your Were... Uh, music video featuring Feist and starring Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I want to talk about this music video because I because I liked it. So let's do that. Let's uh, do here it. it is. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> what did everyone think? As everyone say it at once. One, two, three. Good. Great. I didn't say anything. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, putting me on the spot here, Doug. Um, I 
I thought it was fun. I agree with Zach Galifianakis. It's a dumb name. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had some trouble with it just now. Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of a weird dumb name. for. The... But I love how they, they make it a joke throughout the video that it's a dumb name. Yeah. And it's good that he doesn't take himself too seriously. Well, the, the, so the plot of the video, just real quickly, is that um, Zach Galifianakis is making a, mu- a dance music video for Kevin Drew featuring Feist. And he's like throughout the video, he you know he talks in the beginning, and then he kind of like starts training these dancers, and during the video, and then they kind of do a little dance routine at the end. It's kind of part of this this long history of like putting Zach Galifianakis in kind of guru roles. They did this to him in um in you know Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie, and a few other roles, and kind of just letting him go, which is a tough kind of position to be in. I think he does a pretty good job with this one. And it's also um. Uh, in a long line of Zach Galifianakis in music videos lip-syncing the lyrics of the song. Uh, Before Zach Galifianakis did um, any Hangover movies, he did a couple of music videos, one for um, Kanye West, uh, Wait Till I Get My Money Right, and one for Fiona Apple, for a, for a Fiona Apple song, and um, in both of those, and then he also did one that was an unofficial music video for I think it was like an Aretha Franklin song or something like that. But anyway, in all of those music videos, it's Zach Galifianakis, essentially driven by Zach Galifianakis, just lip syncing um, the song and being funny while doing it. Um, I think that there is some line dancing in the Kanye West one, and in and the Fiona Apple one, Fiona Apple is in the video with Zach. But uh, that that happens also in this Kevin Drew music video, and I actually think it's I really love the way they do it. They kind of like he kind of stands in for Kevin Drew. They they look similar. They both have long hair and beards, um, and they wear they wear the same black sweater, and they kind of bounce between uh, Zach and Kevin Drew um, with Feist. And I think it's a really kind of fun moment in the video. I really enjoyed that part. And if you want a little fact for the night, uh, Kevin Drew and Feist used to date at oh, one sh- time. Wow, that is a, that's feel, a good. F- I could see that. <laughs> yeah, there was chemistry there, think, wasn't there? Uh, it was. I don't. I don't think they've done anything together since then. So this was an interesting thing, knowing that. Go I ahead. thought you were about to speculate on their sexual relationship, um, and you didn't. And I'm glad. Uh, that's interesting. There is a lot of there is a lot of chemistry, and they actually like the portions with Feist and and Kevin Drew in the video. It's more like more of a traditional music video like they there are elements of this video that aren't like slapstick Zach Galifianakis humor um uh and I and I enjoyed those those moments too I thought that they kind of blended in well with the with the overall video I definitely would agree I feel like the um like the Zach Galifianakis stuff was hilarious and funny but then like when it would cut to Kevin Drew in like this big open space just kind of performing and he had this certain like quirkiness to his like performance as well that was unique and then just seeing Feist come in like I definitely felt like a chemistry and like an empower like between them that was emotional that was just funny just to see and then every now and then Zach would like run through the back of the screen or something which was yeah without pants on yeah yeah which was just (laughs) hilarious but it, it definitely like had a nice balance between the two totally Face Again by How to Dress Well, uh, which which is a, a good video that everyone watched, um, and it is part of a series of music videos, three three peats, um, and the first one was uh, Repeat Pleasure, um, and they're all directed by uh, Jonathan's Grieve Muscat uh, and produced by We Are Scandinavia, which is uh, Ben Fee's production company. So those are the those are those are the setups. Setups. What did Adam Alexander think of this music video? 
Um, I really liked it, actually. Um, I, I kind of wondered, though, um, it, for people who might... This one seems to be getting a little bit more... Um, uh, just being like shared a little bit more often. I'm seeing more people talking about it. And I'm wondering if, if, it, if it would really be a strange thing without seeing the first video from the series. Well, I think... Would it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense, really. Well, I think this is something that people who – anyone who d takes on a music video series could – can kind of run into right. um, is music videos are, you know, it, not something that get get watched in a series like that typically. Um, and so uh, that's a good point, although I think even without the other one, you know, I think music videos are one of the only um, kind of – forms of video that you can watch where you can really just see such a small sliver of a story and have it still kind of uh, achieve some goals as as a as a piece and so you know i think that the kind of just overall vibe and and darkness and kind of feel of this video even if you weren't familiar with the previous video i still think that it's it's an effective video um even without that knowledge i can confirm this as someone who did not see the first video but did see this one. Um, I thought that it was just kind of this bizarre but intriguing story. Um, and it, it did keep me wondering like what was going on, but not in a way that was upsetting. It was like, oh, what's going on? What's going to happen next? What are they doing here? Who is this Jesus guy? You know, and it was, it was, it was really interesting. And then um, it, uh, yeah, it, I, I, thought it, I thought it worked fine without having seen the other piece. Yeah, I, I didn't see the other piece either, and I thought the exact same thing. I mean, the like the first couple of shots are just like really high emotion, like, but there's plenty of curiosity there to figure it out. So you kind of connect with the characters, and then all of a sudden you're just along for the ride. And it's a pretty long; it's like four minutes, forty-four seconds, and it definitely held my interest throughout the entire piece. I, I saw the. I was like you guys. I didn't watch the 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 uh, first part in the series first. And I, you're right. You, like you got. I mean, there's a lot of mysterious elements, but that made kind of made made it for me. You you got the fact that it was an old guy who had died, and they were carrying his body. Um, yeah. Pretty immediately with just with a few simple cuts. But but you didn't know why, and that's yeah. what made it interesting. Yeah, but you don't really feel like f f figure out why in the repeat pleasure video. Um, at least as yeah, far well, as I can you tell. Yeah, you do, but. You do. No. It's a pretty. I think, the, uh, I think in the first part, it's pretty clear the narrative isn't. It's not really that open to interpretation, as the second part would be. I, I just. I thought it was pretty obvious. Wait, what did the he die from? With, what is it? Oh well, what he died from. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cut that out. Adams. Adams no longer angry. Edit. But but um but yeah, it's interesting. But I do think that that is um, while it. You know, could sometimes lead to like confusion for people. While while I don't think it does in this particular case, uh, it's also interesting that like when you do, with these kind of narrative music videos that you know series music videos, you, I think that they don't necessarily need to be watched in order and and for them to still be like awesome. Uh, I'm gonna also cut the other video out. Um, that I that I put on the list because Adam was dumping on it before the episode, so we won't even go to it. I think we should just go around the go around the dinner table and have everybody <laughs> say their favorite music video from this week, uh, starting with ASAP Fairhome. So can I can I pick uh, the one from last week? Can I pick Problem? Yes. Then that's that's mine. Problem with '90s music '90s music coming in a in a close second. 
How about that? You you shit on it before, and now you and now <laughs> that it's wasn't just... yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't shit on it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, cool. Those are good choices. Great choices. Um, uh, Zach, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I think the Jack White video probably took it just because it made me feel like I'm really bad at making music videos. <laughs> Wait, but you but well, you don't get like you don't get a budget for your treatment though either. So. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But but even like outside of that, it just I don't know. I watch something like that and I think. I'm not. I'm not supposed to make music videos. They should make music videos. Like I should. I should go more in the narrative direction. <laughs> we well. We have the. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The 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 joy way of tongues video that that says otherwise. You could have picked that as your favorite and said that make this video oh. makes me feel like I'm awesome at making music videos. <laughs> yeah, but that's not being humble. If we're right. well, if we're talking about therapy <laughs> session as or podcast as therapy, then we need to positive affirmations. So. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really I'm really proud of it. I think that it, it came out great and I'm very, very happy with it. But um but yeah, like no, I think it's good. It's totally different though. Like mm-hmm. the Jack White video is it's a it's a music video. Like the the tongues video is it's like it's more of that narrative thing that we do and it's it it has music to it but it's not like it it works independent of the song i think and um i think that it's it's less traditional music video than the jack white video mm-hmm. and i respect that a lot about the jack white video it's like i it, that's not really my my area of expertise and so when i see something really good like that that i'm like oh i don't know how i would do that or it's like that seems outside of what I can do at this moment, then it's it's really exciting. It's fair enough. Uh, uh, John, favorite video? Um, well, I'm not going to pick Joy Wave or Washed Out because that's too biased as well. I'm, I'm, part, I'm too close to those videos. So I'm going to go with the uh, Kevin uh, Drew video because I thought the Zach Alfanaka stuff was funny, but I really thought that it had like a nice clash with, or not clash, but like contrast with the... Um, high emotion that I saw in connection and chemistry between Feist and Kevin. I like really loved bouncing between the two. It kind of took me off guard. Who totally used to bang. <laughs> I know. Now that you said that, it makes total sense. But like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there's something like that I can't put my finger on, but there's something going on right there. <laughs> it's called Ted's called Tension. Uh, uh, uh. And Doug, uh, Doug, Klinger, Doug Oh wait, no, we gotta go Adam Alexander first. Sorry. Gotta go Adam Alexander. Doug, oh wait, uh, Adam, what is your favorite video, and what is obviously your favorite pair of J's? Favorite <laughs> video, definitely. Uh, being the massive Banks fan that I am, I have to go with Drowning. Uh, that came out, I believe it came out on Monday. It had, I think, uh, an, an exclusive release first, uh, but uh, I think it's still from this week. Doug, is this, it is. Uh, this that is a this week, and it, okay. and it came out on Vivo yesterday. Yeah, so just a cool video, uh, kind of like a, a mirrored room with some awesome lighting, and Banks is amazing to look at and listen to, and that is my favorite. Directed okay. by Mike... Uh, Pizzitelli. Pizzitelli. P- Pizzitelli, right. Pizzitelli. There we go. And one of those. Uh, sure. Me. <laughs> me. Dougie. Uh, Dougie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I have a favorite video from this week and I can't remember who made it the uh, the name of the artist uh, DJ <laughs> DJ Fresh DJ Fresh make you bounce 
DJ Fresh, Make You Bounce, uh, directed by <laughs> Mickey Finnegan. This, I, I also am, am not going to pick one of the videos that the people on the podcast made, um, although I probably sh- should have. Uh, but this DJ Fresh video is... is <laughs> yeah, you should have. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> are actually like- picked. Those are actually picked. My picks, uh, uh, people really care what I pick at the end of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm just picking this one mainly because I wanted to make sure to mention it. We didn't, I didn't give it to you guys to watch, to anyone to watch. But uh, I know Adam watched it because I wrote a blog post about it today. Make You Bounce, CJ Fresh, directed by Mickey Finnegan. This is a pretty weird, weird video of a lady being, uh, I don't know, like, touched on the butt a bunch at a party and in response she uh beats everyone up with giant hands so lots of fun uh giant hands it reminds me a little bit of that spike jones ludicrous video yeah for sure and also the elements of the michelle gondry foo fighters video what's that one but uh but i still think it works because it's also got weird like weird creepy molester dudes at a party who all get beat up which is an interesting uh, addition to that so watch watch that video because because i like it um sweet we did it we did it we Another did one. it you guys um so if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering where the show notes are where in the e- internet just go to imvdb <clears throat> excuse me imvdb.com slash <laughs> slash podcast <laughs> Um, and we've got all the episodes there. We've got so many episodes of the podcast featuring so many awesome uh, hours of us talking to ourselves and to other people. Um, like I said, this is episode 110, so we've got a lot of them. Each one of them has a list of the links that we mentioned as well as the videos. And uh, for a feature that we, you guys should check out, we're also going to link to a commentary that we put up this week, which is unbelievable. And that is Matt Bowman's commentary for Peppermint Tit- Tint by Riff Raff. Um, in which he tells the story, the ridiculous story of how he made this music video. Um, this is the audio commentary for it. Um, <coughs> definitely check that out. We'll put that in the show notes. And thank you guys, uh, Zach and John, so much for being on the podcast. This is, this is awesome. Oh, thank you. I give I give it four out of five toasters. <laughs> <laughs>